0: well hey lady hi how are you i'm fantastic how are you i'm good i don't know if this sheet that i have behind me is actually fucking blocking any of my echo or well not. hopefully <laughs> but hopefully it is i would like to formally apologize again for our fucking sound quality i know i sound like I'm in a well it won't be forever it'll just be for fucking coronavirus God damn! Exactly. Like, public service announcement. If you're tuning in to this episode as your first episode, we don't sound this bad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Just like not the usually. last five. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But soon, our mm-hmm. fucking state is opening up, so we'll be able to fucking record together again instead of this distance bullshit. Exactly. And we've totally broken quarantine a few times together to record some episodes, but we've been trying to like, you know, be smart about it, but I'm ready to break it again next time you're ready. <laughs> yeah, I kind of am too, but okay, you know, good talk, good talk. We're trying to be good. We're trying to be yeah. fucking safe. And other exciting news, we're talking about possibly another Twitch coming up oh, maybe yeah. this week, maybe this next week. Yeah. Maybe Ooh, we'll fucking we plan know. it. You yeah. Know. You don't know either. all over social media though so be on the lookout for that we're gonna do another twitch and we're gonna work on the shisha this weekend so that's exciting so we're getting a little further we haven't forgotten about all of our great plans for the podcast it's just you know fucking life everybody gets it i'm sure you understand i just want to make sure if you're new to us you know that we didn't always suck no go listen to previous episodes and the sound sounds better so (laughs) (laughs) so judge us by that yeah and i don't know what's up with like I think it's mainly my mic. Sometimes it just like fucking power surges, and then I'm like yelling in the middle of my sentence. Yeah, and I mean, listen, that's typical for me, also, but <laughs> but not like to that extent. Sounds yeah, I sound like a robot for half a second. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know how to fix that. Um, and I'm the editor who has been completely self-taught, aka I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. So. Listen. take it till you make it literally yeah <laughs> that's my motto so stick with us we love you guys thank you so much for sticking around even through all these weird technical difficulties and know that it's not permanent and we can't wait to like be in the same fucking room to record together again also and it's going to be soon because we're over this bullshit yes yes so soon bo bullshit that was good <laughs> <laughs> The best one I've heard yet. That was pretty good, huh? Yeah, it was. Okay, Erin, give me your goddamn. Well, mine is not very exciting, but also fucking made me yell at a kid. So, Ooh. <laughs> so I was going into work. I've been volunteering my time because I'm like, hey, y'all, you fucking high school seniors are graduating, and I have some yard signs so that you can be like, hey, I am alive. I live here, and I'm graduating on account so of they can't ICU. walk right yeah. yeah yeah so then well so great and I'm designing them and printing them and whatever and then my for the record by you saying they can't walk she means like she can't they can't do the ceremony walk across the stage I don't know if that's like a common term for like every country oh I guess that's- so they didn't lose their ability to walk <laughs> I guess that's fair the pandemic <laughs> has hit really hard here no one can walk <laughs> specifically for graduating classes (laughs) true i guess i should clarify that yeah they can't walk in their graduation (laughs) ceremony (laughs) jesus oh shit yeah but then my boss's kid has been coming in to like help me make the signs like i'm designing them and printing them and whatever and then he's fucking putting them together great yeah great help Mm -hmm. super duper well then on tuesday he was like, hey, I can't come in. I've got a little bit of a fever. And I was like, deuces. Oh, fuck. Thanks. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, don't come in. And my boss was like, it's just allergies, though. Don't worry about it. And I was like, cool. You don't get a fever from allergies? I don't know, man. Do you? I, I, yeah. That's I fucking lying. I don't know. I don't got have problem. allergies, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was like, all right, he's got a fever. Just stay the fuck away from me, Right. Right. And then yesterday I went in and he was like, oh, by the way, it was just allergies. I'm cool. So he came in and I was still like, Mm -mm, I'm mm -mm." fucking distanced from him and not touching anything that he's touching just whatever right yeah and then like halfway through the day he comes over and he goes hey this guy never complains by the way like he will fucking power through everything oh, it'll God. be 90 degrees in the warehouse and he's like yeah i mean it's a little hot <laughs> 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 all right dude you're gonna die so, <laughs> so there's that yeah. And so he comes to me like halfway through the day and he's like, hey, I know it's late notice, but like, do you mind if I leave right now? Because I'm feeling a little bit fatigued. Oh, my and God. I was like, Aaron are you kidding me right now? Like, you're using all the fucking trigger words yeah. <laughs> that say you have fucking coronavirus. Right? Like, what are you doing here? Into fatigue? Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. And so he left and I fucking sold everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. And then today, oh my god, he came in again, and he's like, uh, he like, he's like, oh no, it's fine, everything's fine. And his, uh, my boss, his stepdad was there at the time when he came in, and I was like, uh, do you still have fucking coronavirus? He's <laughs> like, what's going on here? Get you the know? fuck out! I don't want you here. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, no, it's fine. It was allergies. <gasps> and so I was just staying really far away from him and not touching anything that he touched. Now so it's fucking lysoling everything oh and washing my, my hands all the time. Yeah, but a.k.a. I might have been exposed. Okay, so remember how we just went on this whole rant about how we're talking about we might twitch next week? <laughs> I, might change yeah. my, I might change my voluntary status to break quarantine with you. Yeah, well, listen, remember how we were supposed to hang out this weekend and everything? Yeah. But also, I was really far away from him the whole time uh-huh. and did not touch anything, and I washed my hands a lot. I didn't touch my face. Oh, my God. I'm pretty God. sure it's cool, but also, he's, it's just allergies. Jesus so, Christ. I don't know about all this. Then there's that. I don't know. Listen, I'll understand if you're like no fuck you stay away from me oh my god i need to outweigh the risks and the benefit i need to run a risk benefit ratio <laughs> <laughs> Well, the benefit is you'd get to see my face. I know, and that's a pretty big benefit. But then, like, possible death upon me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, know. that's something that only you can determine if it's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So there's that. All our big plans might have just gone out the window because some fucking kid, quote unquote, has allergies. Such dick. Yeah, we'll find out. We Only time will tell. Yeah, if he dies or not. <laughs> so everybody, stay tuned for that update on Twitch. <laughs> You might be getting another shitty episode of audio quality. <laughs> yeah, listen, oh, Twitch fuck. is just a different kind of shitty. That's true. It's just like more fun shitty. It's true. All right, Stacy, give me your goddamn. All right, well, mine is on a totally different uh, path there, and that is a long time ago. I went to the doctor, and they were like, "Yo, you're vitamin D deficient, like severely. You should sit in the sun like twenty minutes every day." You know how every other doctor <laughs> tells you don't go in the sunlight. <laughs>
1: because you'll die of cancer
0: (laughs) mine was like you're gonna die because you don't have enough sun so go in the sunlight and plus i was going there Mm -hmm. and i was like i have fucking anxiety because who doesn't right yeah so that was forever ago and i never went in the sun because when am i gonna do that one and two i fucking hate the sun i don't want to (laughs) sunburn yeah yeah. and anytime i'm in it i lather up because i don't want to die of skin cancer Mm -hmm. you're a vampire through and through Yep, exactly. Well, now that I've been in fucking quarantine and working from home forever and my kids have finally gone back to daycare this week, I've had the beautiful opportunity of working in my backyard. And so every morning I've been sitting in the sun for like a couple of minutes, not too long because, again, I don't want to get a sunburn. (laughs) But can I just tell you that legitimately, I feel so much better, like, mental health-wise. Like, I don't have—I mean, I still have anxiety because, listen, I'm fucking reading murder shit and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I feel so much more perky and, like, myself, and I don't feel so sad. Really? I highly recommend setting it in the sun, like, five minutes a day. Hmm. My doctor said 20, but, you know, I'm I'm working my way into it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be too happy. yeah yeah i mean i gotta keep some of my melancholy you know (laughs) defines me yeah oh man maybe i should try it you should i feel great the problem is the sun is just so hot it is really hot that's why you can't do it for too long but remember the days of like driving around with the windows down and the music up and you didn't give a fuck about the world Mm -hmm. i feel that for like you know little glimpses of the day oh man if i could just get some of that back Yeah, go sit in the sun. And then like picking up my kids from daycare, I have been rolling all the windows down and blasting the music and my three-year-old fucking loves it Mm -hmm. and I let him pick the songs and so we'll just be blasting fucking Kid Bop down the street (laughs) or Kids Bop down the street or he likes Alanis Morissette or he likes fucking Africa by Toto. (laughs) Like, Kids got good taste. I like it. My kid only likes Old Town Road and uh, Wow by Post Malone. That's a pretty good one yep there you go see my son loves old town road by kids bop i highly recommend it oh no i like the og version <laughs> i don't want him to know that there's another one i do too <laughs> don't let him know yeah it came about from a youtube video Ooh, he found it on youtube he's smart he's real smart okay also uh one more thing about my kid because he's fucking adorable is uh-huh every time i get in the car now like in the morning i put my fucking kids in the car and i get in and then i turn around because i have to back out of my driveway and i look at him and i say are you ready kids and i've gotten him to start <laughs> saying aye aye captain aye aye captain <laughs> oh my god that's awesome <laughs> and he salutes me and it's made my fucking life complete i'm so happy every single time <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna do that i need to do that i'm stealing that from you you should <laughs> <laughs> my son's gonna look at me like what the fuck the first couple times oh yeah yeah and now all i can think is like i want him to get into spongebob because i will watch spongebob all fucking day like (laughs) i am in and i don't think it's on any streaming services because it's nickelodeon oh so it's like it's not on fucking netflix it's not on hulu those are the ones that i have i've disney i was gonna say mine's on just cable but i forgot you don't have that yeah yeah i only stream now Mm, you fancy i guess or like, a digital mom or i'm just very not fancy because i don't want to pay for a fucking cable that's true that shit's ridiculous it is it's so expensive and i'm like i don't care to watch the fucking kardashians oh i, I will watch it <laughs> <laughs> all right enough about our fucking streaming and cable services yeah, which everyone is just dying to hear about. <laughs> I wonder what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? No one cares. Yeah, no. Let's talk about murder. All right, let's do it. I think it's my turn to tell you a little ditty about murder. Okay, I'm ready. All right, well, I actually have a listener suggestion. Ooh, let me hear it. All right, this one is from Isaac who wrote us a fucking a longhand letter. and yes yeah one of them was like it caught my eye and i was like fuck yeah and also i'm probably gonna use all the rest of them because thanks for the legwork coleslaw so (laughs) did you just call our listener coleslaw (laughs) i did (laughs) it's a thing now it is a thing now someone fucking emailed me and was like hey, can you change that to navy blue coleslaw? And I was like, the fuck? (laughs) And then you're like, maybe they're calling you coleslaw like bro. Like, hey, coleslaw. (laughs) So now I want to call everyone fucking coleslaw. (laughs) I fucking stand behind it. You guys help us make this a thing, please. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, coleslaw, you ready? (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, so this one is about Joan Risch. All right, Joan Joan. Joan was born in Brooklyn New York in 1930 and her family moved to Jersey. Sorry that was weird. I act like I'm from there and her family moved to New Jersey. Oh there (laughs) we go. All right. Whoa hold up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to act like I know what I'm talking about right. Not the Jersey but the new Jersey. Yeah the new one when she was nine years old and her parents died later that year in what oh. was called a quote suspicious fire oh no that's sad super sad at nine years old yeah, yeah that's fucked up yeah okay so then she had to go live with her relatives after that and she ended up taking their last name i okay. found that a little bit weird but also well, i, I mean, guess listen. To each his own. yeah maybe it's yeah. easier for insurance purposes Maybe. Or like every school ever. And they're like, that's not your parents. I'm like, yeah, well, the thing is, my parents died in a suspicious fire. Yeah, in a horrific fire when I was nine. I love talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was just easier. Yeah. You're right. So then she went to Winston College in Pennsylvania and she got a degree in English lit. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds real smart, though. (laughs) Well, she worked in publishing and she became an editorial assistant. Well, goddamn, that's cool. Yeah, that sounds really fun. If that's what you get for being an English Lit major, I mean, maybe I would do it. Yeah. I want to read books all day. Isn't that what they do? Yeah. Maybe. It just sounds sounds like hard. Well, yeah, but your job sounds hard to me. That's true. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yours sounds hard to me too. (laughs) I mean, roofing sounds hard too, but you know. (laughs) Okay. Touche. So... In 1956, she got married to a man named Martin Rich, 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 Rich. I don't know how to say their last name. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was an executive at a publishing company. And so ooh. she was married one of the fucking top dogs. Yeah, right? she was. And they had two kids in two years, a little girl named Lillian and a boy named David. Okay. Lillian was older, just an FYI. All right. And then they moved to Lincoln, Massachusetts. Which is close to where Isaac lives. What? That's crazy. Yeah. And so the two of them become active in their community and Martin got a job at Fitchburg Paper Company. Okay. So we're talking about like the office, huh? Uh, Dunder Mifflin? Yeah, exactly. Fun fact though, my parents went to and met at Fitchburg State College in Massachusetts. Aw, that is a fun fact. Yeah, which I'm assuming is close by fucking Fitchburg Paper Company. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Sounds right. Or at least in the same town. Yeah. Right, I guess. <laughs> so Joan had plans of becoming a teacher once the kids got a little bit older, mm-hmm. but she's not there yet. She's a stay-at-home mom, right? Yep. And on October 24th, early in the morning, Martin got up and he went to Logan Airport for an 8 a.m. flight to New York City for a business trip. Okay. He left the house at like 6.50 in the morning. Okay okay and then later that morning joan got the kids up and she made the kids breakfast it literally said that she woke the kids up and i believe that they're both under four years old at this time Mm -hmm. oh that doesn't sound right at all no i would never fucking wake up my kids if there was a chance of sleeping in yeah (laughs) no way no fucking way yeah Uh, it must have meant to say the kids woke her up (laughs) either that or she's like a fantastic mom and she's like let's fucking get the day started i don't know (laughs) rise and shine sunshines yeah whereas i'm like oh my god are they still sleeping and it's seven fucking don't close their door yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) don't even breathe (laughs) yeah So after breakfast, she took her son David, the younger one, across the street to the neighbor Barbara's house to play with Barbara's kids. Okay. And then Joan took Lillian to a dentist appointment and then shopping at a department store. Alrighty. During this time, the milk in the mail was delivered to her house, and both the delivery men said that everything seemed totally normal, everything was in place, great day, right? Okay. Shit's about to happen. Obviously, they're asking them this. Yeah. Yeah, because shit's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then at about 11:15 a.m., Joan got home and she picked up David from the neighbors mm-hmm. and a delivery man for the dry cleaners came by her house to pick up some of Martin's suits and he entered the house said that Joan and everything in the house seemed fucking hunky dory, everything's great. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. After he left, Joan changed into a blue house dress and white sneakers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just put on my second ensemble for the day. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking it's instead of her like, quote, going out clothes because it was the 60s and they had expectations of women. Yeah, yeah. Basically, she got in her fucking jam jams, I was going to say, this (laughs) is her version of sweatpants. (laughs) Exactly. She's like, putting on my goddamn house dress and some sneakers and I'm going to be... It's gonna be a good day. Martin's not home. I don't have to wear my fucking heels all day. <laughs> I don't have to make any martinis. <laughs> exactly. So I think, yeah, it's just it's just her jammies, right? Got it. In the middle of the day. Yep. So then she made her kids lunch and she put David down for his nap, which would usually end like at two PM. Mm-hmm. So at 1 p.m., the neighbor Barbara brought her son over to play with Lillian, mm-hmm. and the kids said that Joan was gardening and had been using pruning shears and coming in and out of the house. And then she put the pruning shears back in the garage, and then just before 2 p.m., Joan took Douglas, who was Barbara's son, mm-hmm. and Lillian back over to Barbara's house, and she was like, yo, I'll be right back. With her kids sleeping? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The kids in the house. I mean, it's just like right across the street. Yeah. Yeah. They're just trading off responsibilities. Now you take them. <laughs> yeah. Literally. It's like, no, I got to do some shit right now. You hold them for a minute. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So I guess she dropped them off in the yard and Barbara was unaware that the kids were now her responsibility again. Oh, God. I'm getting nervous for where this story is going. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Those kids better be safe. <laughs> Well, as I said, the kids were telling us what she was doing as far as gardening and stuff. So you know that they're alive if you use fucking context clues. Well, I mean, as long as all of them are (laughs) alive. I don't know. You left one kid in the house alone sleeping. So what the fuck's going to happen there? Right. True. Could be a suspicious fire. We just don't know yet. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. (gasps) So, (laughs) So Lillian and Douglas, they're playing on a swing set that did not have a clear view of Joan's house. Okay. And... At about 2.15 p.m., Barbara, the other kid's mom. The neighbor. Yeah, the neighbor, said that she saw Joan wearing a trench coat over her clothing and moving quickly up the driveway to the house, carrying something red in her outstretched arms. She had a motherfucking trench coat? Yeah, I guess they all did. Okay. I think it was just a thing. She was wearing her trench coat, (laughs) Mm -hmm. walking into the house, carrying something red in her outstretched arms. So a dead body. Mm, Maybe. And she looked dazed. (gasps) Okay. okay. Or like frazzled or whatever, right? Yeah, Maybe she got yeah. shot? Mm, maybe. Mm, okay. I would also point out now that my dad totally owns a trench coat and he's from this area. So boom, everyone there has a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Checks out. Fact check. Yeah. <laughs> so Barbara just assumed that Joan was chasing one of the kids and that's why she looked frazzled. Didn't know what was in her arms. It was red. Could have been anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this was the last time that there was a confirmed sighting of Joan. Oh. All righty. So about an hour later, a school bus came and dropped off a girl named Virginia Keene, who was the, like, right-next-door neighbor. Okay. Well, the right-next-door neighbor's daughter, technically. But whatever. Gotcha, she lived gotcha. right next door. hmm To Joan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Virginia said that she saw an unfamiliar, dirty, two-toned, probably General Motors car. Oh, alrighty. Because it didn't specify in any of the articles. I don't know if this car was in Jones' driveway or if it was just nearby. But she saw it and was like, "That's fucking unfamiliar." Different. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna remember it, right? Okay. Roughly five minutes after that, another neighbor said that they were driving up the street when they had to stop to let a car back out of either Jones' driveway or the Keens' driveway. Okay. Are they the couldn't remember the next door neighbors, Virginia Keene? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, They couldn't remember which house they had to stop at or which house it was coming out of. Oh, okay. But Virginia and her mom both said that there were no cars in their driveway during that time because Virginia had just gotten home from school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So likely Joan's house. At about 3.40 p.m., Barbara brought Lillian back to Joan's house. Yeah. She didn't see Joan, but she assumed that she was home. (laughs) And... God, (laughs) to be alive. I know. In this era. Sounds awesome. (laughs) right done but that's pretty much what joan just did to her where she's yeah. like here's the fucking kids deuces like yeah, whatever and barbara was like what they're mine again so yeah. barbara was like no they're yours like black <laughs> back no trade backs <laughs> uh-huh exactly and so then barbara went shopping with her kids and got home at about four fifteen 15 p.m mm-hmm. when she got home Lillian little girl came back over by herself and told Barbara that her mom wasn't home and there was red paint all over the kitchen oh my god <gasps> oh your gut! oh my god yeah where was her brother though sleeping still uh yep okay well I don't know about sleeping because it's 4 15 and his nap usually ends at 2 is this but... am I gonna hate the story mm, no okay okay so Barbara goes over to Joan's house to be like what are you talking about red paint is she redecorating <laughs> yeah i saw something red in her hands. yeah and so she goes back over there to see and she finds david still in his crib and oh. he's crying okay and there's blood all over the kitchen oh lord that's not good that's not paint. yeah no it's not paint so she calls the police at 4 33 p.m and it okay. takes the cops like five minutes to get there okay they get there and they said it looked like joan or somebody had committed suicide in the house <gasps> but they couldn't find a body but they're like looking around, they're like, "All right, this is fucking sus." And her car was still there and everything. Her yep. Car's not her missing. car was still there. Wow. Okay. There were blood smears on the walls in the kitchen. A table <gasps> had been flipped over. <gasps> a struggle.
1: You don't struggle <laughs> in a
0: suicide. You usually don't struggle in a suicide unless you're like, "Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting yourself." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really didn't want to do it like this." Flip the table over. I don't know. Maybe you maybe you're like bipolar. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Very valid point. Yeah. Also, the phone from the kitchen had been ripped from its cord and thrown <sighs> in the trash can. Uh, Nope, nope, nope. That's something different. And there was blood on it. Yeah. And the trash can was in the middle of the floor in the kitchen instead of its usual spot beneath the sink. Okay. Just a little weird. Yeah. They found three fingerprints in the blood at the house, mm-hmm. but they couldn't identify them or rule out them being Jones because they didn't have her prints to compare them to. Couldn't they like lift them from around the house? and you be like think. this is her hairbrush i'm pretty sure the killer didn't touch that probably that would have been a smart idea but they, they were just like i don't know man it's fucking 1961 <laughs> she gone they didn't have those kind of critical thinking skills okay so there was also a roll of paper towels on the floor that appeared to have been used to wipe up some blood just the whole roll what kind of monster does that <laughs> literally i think okay this said possibly off of someone's hands so i think that someone just picked up like the whole roll and like wiped their hands on it and then just like threw it on the floor monsters yeah Yeah. (laughs) i agree (laughs) and then there was a pair of david's overalls the little boy Uh his overalls were on the floor that had blood on them and they Mm. had appeared to be like pressed into the floor as if something heavy had laid on it for a while oh okay that's all we got there Mhm- okay, they did know that the blood type was O, which is the most common, and it's what Joan was, so okay. it's kind of like, yeah, it could be hers. It also could be a lot of other people's, yeah, but yeah, it's definitely not not hers, okay oh. <laughs> got it, uh-huh, <laughs> <laughs> so then the cops said that the blood stains in the kitchen seemed consistent with someone staggering around and trying to hold themselves up, okay. And there were drops of blood found in a couple other rooms in the house and like on a windowsill. But also a trail leading from the kitchen to the driveway. And then on the driveway, the blood went around Joan's car. There were drops on the left side of the hood, the right rear fender, and the center of the trunk. Okay. And that's it. Do we know if it was like leading from the house or to the house? I don't know. I'm sure that they could find that out now. I don't know if they would have known how to do that then okay but oddly there were no footprints in the blood okay which i guess like with the amount of blood they're like either the killer was super lucky or whoever was really lucky or they didn't have feet like yeah (laughs) they were hovering i don't know (laughs) ah yes makes sense (laughs) oh man (laughs) that goddamn footless killer killer with no feet strikes again <laughs> yeah fucking no foot killer strikes for the first time ever yeah yeah <laughs> and the cops search the surrounding areas like fucking by land and by sea not by sea though by air uh-huh and they find nothing Alrighty. They check all the local hospitals for anyone matching Joan's description, but again, they come up with nothing. Alrighty. The cops called Martin's company, and they find out that he was on a business trip because yeah. there's no fucking cell phones. Yeah. Where the fuck are you, Martin? Yeah. And they're eventually able to get a hold of him and told him, basically, get back to Massachusetts ASAP. Bad things have happened. Yeah. But basically, he had an airtight alibi, seeing as he was out of fucking state, right? Oh, that's fucked up, man. So back at Joan's house, the cops started searching for anything else that they could find that might lead them to a suspect or some clues or something. Yeah. And they find that Joan's pocketbook was still in the house. Mm Mm-hmm. And police determined that after cashing a check the night before and then shopping at the department store and going to the dentist, she would have had less than $10 on her person, which equates to about $90 in today's monies. Mm Mm-hmm. But they didn't specify if that money was then found in the pocketbook or like okay if missing? it wasn't there yeah. But they're like yeah. she should have about ten bucks on her. <laughs> oh, that's it. If you find her to <laughs> yeah. verify, ask her if she's got that ten bucks. <laughs> ask her how much Can money she has. Can you describe the missing person? <laughs> <laughs> well, she has about ten bucks on her. <laughs> <sighs> but this is this some like I don't know nineteen sixty one police work here? Yeah, they're like finding irrelevant shit. My <laughs> exactly. favorite flower was the daisy. Which also ten dollars back in that day equals about ninety dollars today. Like I could fucking skip town on ninety bucks. Yeah, me too. Not that I'm saying anything. You think she was like, fuck it, I'm done being a mom. <laughs> well, that's a theory. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm gonna stab myself and just disappear? Alright, well listen. Okay. So the mail that had been delivered that day was still in the mailbox. Okay. And there was a phone book that was out and open to the page where you're supposed to write emergency numbers, but none uh-huh. had been written. Okay. And there was a liquor bottle and some beer bottles in the trash can. Okay. And Martin said that he and Joan had drank the liquor bottle the night before, but he didn't Ooh. know where the beer bottles would have come from. They sound fun. Okay. I'm guessing Joan. I'm guessing Joan got home and she was like, fuck, man, this is hard without my husband. Let me put my house coat on and have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> i mean possibly but also you would think that martin would be like yeah i mean occasionally she drank beer like it could have come from her like it's the 60s i don't think women are supposed to drink beer she drank she partook in the bottle of alcohol with him well yeah but like beer that might be like so not ladylike because it's got bubblies and i'll make you bark but if your wife is missing i might be like yeah sometimes she would do that or do you oh, think Oh, I'm saying like a that she hides him. that from him. Oh, I maybe, see. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Okay, okay. Possibly. Maybe she's and like, then, what's all the fuss about? just wanted to try it. Yeah, she's like, ooh, he's not home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and then like maybe the phone book emergency page is from the little girl. You know, her daughter was like, oh no, oh. my mom's gone. Yeah, and she went to the emergency pages and she was like, fuck, there's nothing written. Mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I'll go to the neighbor. Possibly. All right, I like it. Okay, okay. So the trench coat that Barbara had seen Joan wearing earlier was still Mm -hmm. at the house, but there was like a plainer gray wool coat that was missing. So she did another fucking wardrobe change. Wait, was there any blood on the trench coat? Because she was like holding something red outstretched in her arms in the trench coat. It did not specify if there was anything on any blood on the trench coat, but Hmm. I'm assuming not. And also she had her arms outstretched. Maybe she was like, I don't want to get my good trench coat covered in blood. So she changed into her gray coat. Okay. I was more thinking that she got stabbed, so it'd be like no way to avoid it getting on your trench coat. I see. Possibly. Okay. 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 Well, apparently she was really good at uh, keeping her trench coat clean, or they're really bad at telling us if there was blood on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. So there were some possible sightings of Joan after the time when Barbara had last seen her. Okay. There was one couple that believed they saw a woman matching Joan's description at about 2.45 p.m. walking along the road heading out of town. Just like thumbing her way out of town or something? She was wearing clothing similar to the house dress and plain coat that Joan was supposedly wearing, but she was also wearing a, like, fucking kerchief over her head and tied around her chin, and she was walking (laughs) hunched over as if she was cold and she seemed disheveled. Or that she had been stabbed. Ooh, well, hunched over? Yeah, you might be hunched over if you were fucking stabbed. Yeah. So there was another woman with similar clothing seen walking down the road between 3.15 and 3.30, and she had blood running down her legs. What the fuck? And she appeared to be cradling something at or near her stomach. And nobody thought to call the police beforehand? <laughs> okay, so... I don't know how many fucking apparently dazed and confused and possibly bloody women there are walking around in this goddamn town, (laughs) but there's at least three. Like, yeah, you better hope you don't get stabbed because what luck, huh? Yeah. Also, does it not sound like this last woman that I just told you about had like a miscarriage or something? Yeah. Yeah. Holding your tummy. Yeah. They're like, she must just be on her period. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Goddamn crazy women. She's got that hysteria. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, and nobody was like, "Ma'am, do you Are need you some okay? help?" Yeah, how fucking crazy is that? That's insane. So at 4:30 p.m., there was another woman with a similar description walking down the road. Uh, I guess near some construction site, like they were building a fucking road. Mm-hmm. But none of these women were ever confirmed to be Joan. I don't know if anyone ever stopped to like help these women and find out. But they were just like, "Yeah, I saw a lady. She kind of looked like that. Whatever. I don't know where she is now." <laughs> Okay, so I wasn't really paying attention to the times when you are saying all this. Mm-hmm. But do the times line up that it could possibly be the same woman and, like, different accounts of people seeing her? Or are they all different? One like- was at 2.45, one was at 3.15, 3.30, and one was at 4.30. So, possibly. I mean, if this one mm-hmm. woman's just walking around town. Yeah. Or going somewhere, trying to get to the hospital or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it could. that could be. But at least some disheveled looking person was seen three times and no one was like yo you cool we should help her yeah yeah Yeah. the one with the blood is just crazy that no one did anything about right I mean I wouldn't but someone would (laughs) (laughs) we've talked about this before (laughs) you're right yeah you wouldn't but a couple saw her I think I think it was a yeah oh I don't know for sure if it was a couple on that one or not okay Well, that's real fucked up. Yeah. If I was with Brandon and I saw a lady that had blood down her legs and she was cradling her stomach, I'd be like, obviously, we have to stop and help her. Do your part. (laughs) You do something, Brandon. Yeah. If I was by myself, I'd be like, I didn't see shit. (laughs) (laughs) Keep a walking. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So here are some fun facts. Okay. Tell me the facts. While there was a lot of blood in the house, a state chemist determined that it was only about half a pint which does not amount to a life-threatening injury. Okay. Also, it turns out that leading up to Joan's disappearance, she was a bit of a bookworm. Like, Mm -hmm. she went to her local library and had checked out 25 books that summer. Damn. Here's the thing. Most of the books had to do with murder and missing persons cases. Okay, well, you can't judge too much on that. Not. Yeah, not saying anything about that. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But there was a journalist that went to check out a book so she could research cases similar to this one. Uh Uh-huh. And she noticed that on the library card that Joan had checked out the book the month prior to her disappearance. Oh, shit. Okay. So it's a fucking similar case in this book, and she's checking it out. Her parents died in a suspicious fire. I don't know, man. That's crazy. And there was another book with a similar case, and Joan had also checked out that one, And so they had a bunch of volunteers go through and see what books she had checked out. And that's how they found out that she was like super fucking into true crime, murders, disappearances, whatever. She sounds awesome. (laughs) Okay, I agree. But it's 1961. Like that's so. You think she was doing some research? Mm, Possibly. I think she was doing some research into her own disappearance. Like how do you fucking get away with it? So were the plots of each of those stories, those two stories that you mentioned, were the plots that like the person makes themselves disappear? No, I think it was that they had disappeared, but like there she was, was no using trace. it as research potential. Yeah. Yeah. So like if the people had disappeared and there was like blood left over and they never found a body or something, she's like, "Oh, well if I just don't fucking die, then I could just take my body elsewhere, no one will ever solve this case, right?" Okay, so was her husband like, "Yeah, she was unhappy," or was he like no that's actually very shocking she loved making me martinis and wearing heels around the house. <laughs> <laughs> well her husband believed that she had had some form of amnesia and she couldn't find her way back home but he did believe that she was alive he did not believe that she would willingly leave the family he didn't think that like anything was amiss in their relationship or anything like that And up until he died in 2009, he believed that she was still alive and just missing. Dang. He stayed in the same home and raised his kids and he never had Joan declared legally dead. Wow. That's crazy. I So she's still technically alive. Yeah. Technically, she was never declared legally dead. I find that part to be kind of poignant, I guess, because... If Martin Uh, did have anything to do with it, like he hired a hitman or something like that, like you would definitely declare that person dead so that you could do whatever, like claim their life insurance or whatever other thing, right? Yeah. Plus he was like somewhere else. So yeah. But I mean, he could have hired a person or something. That's true. That's true. Okay. So here's what's weird. Mm -hmm. So a neighbor had to back or wait for somebody to back out of a driveway. So there was for sure another vehicle. Mm Mm-hmm. In that area. And yeah, either Joan or somebody else driving it. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's Joan's blood. I'm assuming that How too. would she have gotten this vehicle? With the $90? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, she had $10. I don't know. Oh, sorry. With the $10. <laughs> Equivalent to $90. I don't know how she would have gotten the vehicle. She might have like been planning this for a long time and just had her fucking Squirrel Away vehicle. Hmm. Like she might have accumulated it some time ago and then been like, all right, got to go get my go car. Yeah. Let me go. Yeah. I'm thinking she was outside doing something or like putting her fucking pruning shears away. Somebody attacked and it got like brought inside, like don't make a scene kind of thing got brought inside and fucking, or she ran inside and the person went and got her and that's why there was like a struggle. Mm -hmm. And The person was like, come with me or I'm going to like fucking murder your family or they didn't know about the kids or something. And then they took her. Yeah, it could have been that. Like she was just kidnapped and she was like, oh, no. But then what was she carrying that was red up to the car? You still think she was possibly stabbed? Yeah, I guess that's the part. Like if she was stabbed and then if Barbara happened to like look out at. I mean, she just looked disheveled, right? Well, Barbara said she looked frazzled. Yeah. Or like dazed or something. I mean, which you would if you got stabbed. You'd be like, what the fuck? But you'd probably be in a little bit more of a panic. I'm thinking her arch her outstretched hands that had, you know, carrying something red was just like bloody hands. Mm. But I feel like if I was stabbed, I wouldn't be holding my arms outstretched. I'd be like if I got stabbed in my arms slash hands, I'd be holding them close to my chest and be like, what the fuck, man? If I got stabbed in my stomach, chest area, I'd be like holding that thing like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) I feel like that would always be my reaction and be like to curl in on myself, you know? But what if you don't, uh, like, what if that was the moment she was realizing that she had been stabbed? Like, she's, like, holding her arms out, like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, fuck. Like, while she ran up to the house? I mean, maybe. Yeah. But then it'd be weird that Barbara wouldn't recognize that as somebody being stabbed and covered in blood. (laughs) Yeah. Or that, like, Barbara wouldn't be like, whoa, there's Joan carrying something red. She looks kind of frazzled. Wonder what that car and that other guy there is doing. (laughs) Like. Yeah. Hmm. You would think that if she was, like being pursued by someone into the house that barbara would have seen them too yeah that's interesting well fuck man mm-hmm. so there's a theory that joan possibly staged her home to appear as if she was murdered or taken and had simply fucking left to start a new life okay but her friends and family husband everybody said that she would have never willingly left her kids her family you know that she was happy yeah 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 like that they don't believe that yeah. I told you Martin thinks that or thought that she was still alive and had amnesia. hmm Some people also think that perhaps Joan was disoriented and wandered off and then had fallen into an open pit that was alongside the road at a construction site. Remember I said they were building a fucking road? Yeah. And if she fell in there, might not have been able to get herself out and then had been buried when they finished the road. Who the fuck doesn't notice there's a body in an open pit though? Maybe it's a really deep pit. (laughs) Maybe. I was thinking as soon as they started putting dirt in, I'd be like, excuse me, (laughs) I'm down (laughs) here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, unless she was like passed out or asleep or unconscious or something like, I find it hard to believe that if she heard them starting up the fucking constructions equipment to be like, all right, let's fill in this hole. She wouldn't be like, no, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm in here. Yeah, not yet. So one of the original investigators on the case continued to think about this case well after retirement. He said it was like one of the things that still hangs around his neck, right? Yeah, the one that got away. Mm-hmm. And he had his own theories that he would not share, but he believed that she was dead. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, surprised that a body was never found. Hmm. He died in 2009 as well. And now no one is actively working on the case. Oh, and shit. And it's still open and cold. Joan just gone. That is insane. Yeah. Oh. I thought so, too. What? That shit's cray. That is so cray. Mm-hmm. I found it weird that she fucking checked out all these books that are super similar to how she then disappears. Like, I don't know, man. I get, like, researching murder and stuff, but also she didn't have a fucking podcast. Like, we research murder, too, way too much. Yeah. But that's because we have a podcast. Like, there's a reason. She didn't have a reason, necessarily, to look at all of these things. Well, yeah, but, like, I am genuinely just interested in it without the podcast. Like, I... The... I watched like nonstop documentaries and shit and they didn't have that back then. So then I would be reading books instead. And I still do read books instead. So to me, that's not a shocking. It's like you get into like a fucking rut of like, I am stuck on this type of book and then you just read them mm-hmm. all. So to me, that's not like as defining. I get that. It's like suspicious a weird coincidence yeah, and a shitty coincidence.
1: <laughs> yeah, turn,
0: but it would be a shitty coincidence if we turned up dead. <laughs> well yeah of under course. suspicious circumstances also, she staged her own death because she read about it and she talked about it in this podcast well yeah but probably not right I mean yeah but we've talked about a lot of weird shit in this podcast you could find like any it however we died they'd be like they talked about it once <laughs> yeah yeah so I guess I could see that but I I don't know 25 books in a year that's a lot of books Is all about murder i guess they weren't all necessarily about murder but most of them about murder disappearances in such a way that make it seem suspicious i don't know just saying she could be fucking living the dream somewhere else she could but i don't know yeah i don't know man that's super weird yeah isn't it i don't know i kind of want to believe that she fucking ran off staged her death and ran yeah i have a hard time believing those Mm, well it's what i'm believing i mean it sounds great and everything (laughs) but like what why would you make it so dramatic like you know that your daughter is across the street and is gonna find the blood all over your house Mm. you know like you i don't think if you're staging your death you would want to traumatize your kids you would plan it in a different way like i'm just gonna disappear instead of like hey i'm gonna disappear and also fuck up my kids for life because they're gonna see my blood smeared everywhere (laughs) you won't care you're out of there (laughs) <laughs> yeah but i'm sure you still care somewhere right that maternal instinct i mean probably she, she cared enough to take the kids to the dentist and shit <laughs> that's true but maybe the kid was like accustomed not accustomed to like seeing blood everywhere or anything but like maybe she had been primed to think of it as paint and so she's really not fucked up and that's why she went over and was like there's paint all over the kitchen like maybe mom was like hey see this stuff this is paint that's a weird that's weird <laughs> I don't know I'm just saying (laughs) by the way the stuff coming out of mommy is just paint don't worry well I mean okay what she's carrying something red in her hands maybe it was a bag of blood maybe it wasn't actually her blood she's got it from like a fucking butcher I'm sure they could tell if it was animal blood what if she had like a pig in her hands a dead pig in her hands and she was carrying it in yeah she could have had anything I feel (laughs) like if it was a dead anything Barbara would have been like what the fuck (laughs) Like, and just I mean, just she could have just red. had, like, a, a bag. Yeah, that's true. But if it's red, what if it's just covered in blood? She doesn't realize what it is. Like, you're not just going to see, like, a pig with an apple in its mouth. Yeah, but I also feel like if you're <laughs> trying to be, like, sneaky, you would try to hide something covered in blood. That's true. Trench coat is kind of weird, though, unless, like, you don't wear your dress out in public. You know, your house dress, if it's, like, risque to wear it out in public, then she just, like, threw a big jacket on over it to be like, oh, I just got to run to the car real quick. Yeah, I'll bet it's more like that. I don't think it's like trench coats are fucking weird or anything, especially in that time and yeah. everything. I feel like trench coats were pretty normal. And, and what time of year was it? It was this? October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So it could sense. have been chilly. So she, well, she was yeah. outside pruning the trees and shit too, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe she was just wearing that to do her gardening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Weird. She gone. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't never come back. She ain't never coming back. Well, Go damn, that fucking yeah. sucks for those kids, man. Oh, my God, yeah. That'd Thank God horrible. no one was hurt, though, like none of the kids were. Yeah. Well, fuck, man. I'm going to be thinking about that one for a while. Thanks, Isaac. <laughs> yeah, it's a goddamn mystery. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right, Stacey, what do you have for me? All right. Well, I'm going to tell you about Cindy Louf. Cindy Lou? who? Maybe it's Lofe. I don't know. Ooh. All right. I like it. In 2017, Sydney Loof was a 24 year old woman. What? That time you said Sydney. Is it Sydney or Cindy? Did I say Cindy the first time? Don't you do this to me. I thought you did. <laughs> it's Sydney. That's why I said Cindy Lou who. <laughs> Oh, you did. Sydney. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's happening again. Uh, Sydney. Okay. Sid- Sydney Loof. Now it's going to be hard for me to say. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh Jesus. You always have a really hard time differentiating between Sydney and Cindy. So I'm just going to assume that whichever one you say it's supposed to be Sydney. Sydney. Yes. Like Australia. Sydney. <laughs> All right. Got it. <laughs> but it's so true. I don't know why. And then now that you pointed out I'm gonna fuck it up every time. <laughs> I will do my best though. All right. I believe in you. Okay. In 2017 Sydney Loof was a 24-year-old woman who worked as a clerk at Menards in Lincoln, Nebraska. All right. Ooh, a Lincoln one. Yeah. When you said Lincoln, Massachusetts last you're in your last episode, the one that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fucking weird way of saying that. But when you said that, I like panicked for a second, and I was like, uh, isn't that a Nebraska? <laughs> like, there can't possibly be two. Shit, did I get the state wrong? Oh, my God. Anyway. Okay, so uh, Sydney was looking for a significant other in her life. And so as many people in our generation do these days, she turned to Tinder in hopes of finding a perfect partner. In hopes of sparking up a flame. Yes. <laughs> in hopes of finding some love. <laughs> do you hate me for the way I wrote that? No, but I just, you know, it's Tinder. <laughs> it's supposed to light some Oh, patches. Yeah. To kindle some tender love (laughs) romance. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Okay. So let's see. In November of 2017, Sydney had made a match and she met a 26-year-old woman by the name of Bailey Boswell. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So we don't know much about either, like, any background on Sydney or on Bailey. Okay. But we do know that the pair hit it off immediately and they exchanged over 100 messages between the two. God damn. Yeah, right? And then they eventually agreed to meet up to go on their first date. Okay. So now it's November 14th. They have their first date, which consisted of driving around and smoking pot together. Nice. (laughs) Sounds awesome. Very (laughs) modern. (laughs) And when they ended the night, they had agreed that they were going to have a second date for the following night. Okay. They're moving fast. Two dates in two days. Hey, listen. 100 messages. You get to know somebody over 100 messages. I mean, maybe unless it's all memes and gifs. I mean, you could still get to know somebody pretty well. That's true. Like, do they just send Roblo gifts because they sound awesome? <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of person, right there. Oh God. Okay, so the next day on November fifteenth at ten thirty a.m., Bailey is seen with her boyfriend. Excuse me. Excuse Bailey's the fucking... fuck out of me. <laughs> Lighting the candle at both ends here. Yeah, she is. Okay. Uh-oh. So. 10.30 a.m. Seen with her boyfriend, who is 52-year-old Aubrey Trail. He's 52. How old was Sydney and Bailey? Because I thought that they were... Much younger. Yeah. You said our generation. And yeah. And so I was like, cool, they're around our age. So Bailey was 26 at the time, and Sydney was 24. And she's dating a 52-year-old man. Oh, yeah. And his name is Aubrey Trail. Okay. And so... Aubrey and Bailey are seen entering uh, Home Depot on security cameras and they purchase some suspicious tools and accessories, which I'm obviously going to touch on later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you see where this is going? I can. All I right. don't like it, but I can see it. No, it's f- super fucked up, which is why we're talking about it. All right. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you a little bit about Aubrey because we have mm-hmm. more information on him than we do the other two women. Okay. He was an ex convict who worked as an antique dealer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. He had a front for another thing. <laughs> exactly. He had actually recently come into trouble with his antique business when he scammed a couple out of four hundred thousand dollars in like a oh. bad antique deal. So I'm assuming he was saying some shit was antique, but it wasn't scandalous. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This chair came straight from fucking Christ's tomb. I promise. <laughs> straight, straight off of Christ had a tomb. the Mayflower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have the Holy Grail. (laughs) Yeah, this is the Holy Grail. Trust me. This is what we're all looking for. (laughs) Yeah. I have it. This is the shit. I'll sell it to you for (laughs) 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 $400,000. All right. And so this couple was like, yeah, this is proof of divinity. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, then they were like, hey, fuck you. And then they sued him for it. All right. So he was was into some trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. He also claimed that he had this fucking side gig where he would conduct hardcore sexual fantasies for clients that he met over the internet. Okay. So, interesting character. Yeah, he sounds like a like a person that I wouldn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> a bad antique dealer who's like i will fulfill every hardcore fantasy that you desire and i'm 52 well i mean he has an antique store he could probably make it look like a fucking vampire's lair that's (laughs) very fucking true it's like do you want this gold framed bed (laughs) (laughs) a wrought iron whatever is that Mm -hmm. what it's called yeah okay what does that mean uh i don't know twisted that's what I what always iron? Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I never once thought about it. I'm sure it's not actually twisted, just like, you know, shaped. Like, it's been formed. Rocked. I don't know what the fuck it means. I'm making shit okay. up as we go. <laughs> I like it. So even though Bailey is looking for a girlfriend, she also has this boyfriend who seems to be a very interesting character and kind of shady, right? Yeah, and he will fulfill all of her sexual fantasies. Yes, for free because, you know, homie hookup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get the homie hookup. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> OK, so later on the 15th, after they go show- shopping at Home Depot, mm-hmm. Bailey picks up Sydney for like at her house for their planned second date, which was going to take place back at Bailey's apartment. OK. But as you can guess, Sydney never actually returns home from the date. Hmm. Just as mm-hmm. I suspected. yes yes as you could have guessed so the next day when she's not home i couldn't fucking find who or what or how anybody in her life discovered that she was missing but it only took the next day for somebody to report her missing good and then this huge search was kicked off to find her because everybody was like what the fuck where'd she go okay good well on december 4th so this is like 19 days later after the date Mm -hmm. sydney's remains were found Ooh. okay tell me about it Okay, she had been dismembered and wrapped in six different plastic bags and scattered along some country roads near Edgar, Nebraska. Okay. I did not look up how far away that is from Lincoln. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a shitty place to die. (laughs) Oh my God, seriously. Well, I'm assuming she died somewhere else and they like dumped her. Yeah, that sounds awful terrible all right tell me about fucking bailey what's bailey doing this whole time yeah obviously listen you should have been a detective (laughs) (laughs) because you're going the right direction yeah obviously the police were like hey bailey we're pretty fucking suspicious on you i'm gonna keep an eye on you yeah especially considering they have all this fucking evidence that leads straight to bailey like they have her phone number i'm sure that they have all the text messages or whatever between bailey and sydney what a dumb dumb. exactly okay so There's not a lot of detail on, like, how cops start to follow Bailey. Like, how they know that Bailey was, like, the last person to talk to Sydney. Other than maybe somebody in her life was like, oh, she had a date with this person. Mm -hmm. And I mention it later, but I guess this is a good time to mention now. Police later discover that Bailey didn't give her real name when she was talking to Sydney. So I still don't know how the police knew to, like investigate bailey and i didn't find anything on that Mm -hmm. well they could have like known that she had tinder looked on there saw that she matched with this person talked with them gave them her number and then been like went from from there there, yeah yeah. if they didn't have have access Uh to her phone and all of her text messages and stuff that sounds very logical yeah but i just didn't find anything that explained that so i think you're on the right path there yeah so they had a cop follow her around and her and aubrey both like travel together and they were like they didn't travel far i didn't write down their whole fucking path there i read an article that like explained everywhere they were going mm-hmm. but basically they were just like dropping in at places picking up chicks going back to motels and then they'd leave like the next day and go pick up somebody else but they were staying in motels and kind of hopping around they did and they not were... go back to their apartment <laughs> okay and they were just fucking banging random chicks together I'm assuming I don't know if they were banging or what, but they definitely were picking up chicks, and then going back to hotel rooms. And they did not go back to their apartment. Okay, to each their own, I guess. Except for the whole murder part. That's kind of yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that part kind of sucks. Okay. <laughs> Too well, much. as soon as <laughs> so they're keeping an eye on Bailey, and this is kind of like before they find her remains. But as soon as they find Sydney's remains, they're like, okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. You both are coming with us because not only is uh, Sydney just missing, now she's dead. So we're for sure arresting you. Yeah. Okay. So they apprehend the pair out of like a motel room. They like pull them out. Police go through all of the messages between Bailey and Sydney. And that's where they find that Bailey had actually communicated to Sydney under the pseudonym Audrey, not to be confused with Aubrey, who's the guy in this scenario. (laughs) All right. This is Audrey. (laughs) Real creative. (laughs) Yeah, like, you just changed, like, one letter. <laughs> and you used a very similar letter, looking letter. Yeah. What should we say our name is? Should I say it's Aubrey, because that's also a chick's name? No, 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 no. Audrey. Audrey. <laughs> okay, I also read that allegedly Bailey wasn't the one texting Sydney herself, but that it was actually Aubrey pretending to be Bailey pretending to be Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Okay. The police are finding that on the day of the couple's second date, right before meeting up, Sydney had texted Bailey and she asked, quote, "Just gonna be me and you, right?" And then Bailey replied, quote, "Okay, yes, of course." So to me, this makes me think that like maybe Sydney knew about Aubrey or that Bailey had a boyfriend or something. Like maybe Sydney was aware that there was this other person in her life. Yeah. Because why would Sydney question if they were going to be alone or not? Yeah. Well, you said that Bailey and Aubrey were picking up chicks or whatever. Maybe that was like their thing. And so maybe Bailey was like, hey, by the way, I've got this guy who's also into shit. And Sydney was like, no, nah, I'm not really into dudes. And so then she's like, hey, it's just going to be us, right? Yep, exactly. I think yeah. you're onto something here. All right, I like it. Okay, so I couldn't find much detail here, but I'm assuming that the police were able to get enough substantial evidence from Sydney's remains and from questioning Bailey and Aubrey and everything that they found. So mm-hmm. they were able to arrest and charge both with murdering and dismembering Sydney, and they take the people to trial. They try them separately. Okay. So in trial, here is what allegedly happened to Sydney. Mm hmm. Obviously, there's a couple different stories. There's the truth, and then there's everything else. <laughs> exactly. So, kind of what you were saying, the prosecution argues that Aubrey and Bailey had a whole little setup where they would attempt to lure in unsuspecting women via Tinder with the internet with the intent of torturing and murdering them. Mm. Bah, 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 bah. That's fucked up. That's super fucked up. So, three young women actually testified in Aubrey's trial. That they had met Bailey over Tinder, and they would eventually be introduced to Bailey's, quote, sugar daddy, which was Aubrey. Mm-hmm. And then Aubrey would then buy these women gifts and clothes, and he would offer them $200 a week if they agreed to join their group of witches. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that $200 a week is enough to make me do anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you get, like, gifts and shit, too. He was a sugar daddy. I guess. He, this, like, mm. yeah, fuck yeah, I'll be your witch. Whatever. Give me some money. <laughs> maybe if I had nothing else to do and I was, like, on <laughs> Tinder and just, fucking like, trying to hang out with people. Maybe. But at this point in my life, $200 to be a witch, not doing it. I'll join your coven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Aubrey bragged to them that there were, like, 12 witches total in his little witch group. Coven. Coven. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so he was like, you know, come join us. There's 12 of us. We have so much fun here. And they were like, that's a lot of money. That sounds fun. Okay, I'm in. But here's the catch. Uh, These women had to participate in group sex. Big shocker, right? Yeah. They had to help Aubrey sell. Well, they had to help him steal and sell antiques. Hmm. They had to obey Aubrey and Bailey's every command, which included walking through the apartment naked, and then they had to take punishment by whips when they disobeyed. Nope. Nope. For $200 a week? Again, listen, I didn't even want to be a witch for $200 a week. I'm not going to walk around your apartment naked for $200 a week and then be whipped? Ugh, fuck you. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Here's the allure behind that, or whatever the hell you want to call that, you know, reason that somebody might partake in that if you're into that yeah exactly it's like that's their thing the whole like slave master mistress whatever fucking role submissive yeah maybe these women were really into that and they wanted a master and he was like the sugar daddy master so like I'll pay for you to do all of this shit and I'll give you on top of that I'll give you $200 but you got to be my submissive and they were like okay and then coming out in court they're like He was so evil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Not to, like, I don't know, like, discount the witness because this is all very fucking valid shit, Mm -hmm. especially knowing what happened to Sydney. But I'm just saying, like, it's I feel like it's one of those that part of the story where people glorify it and they're like, oh, my God, see how awful he is. But like some of these people enter into this willingly because that's what they're fucking into yeah some people enter into these relationships without the two hundred dollar bonus a week (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly okay so i just wanted to point out the fact that yeah i'm not over here like oh my god he's so terrible for wanting to do these things and these women poor women because like yeah poor women i get it they i'm sure they got mistreated but also there's a part that like some people enjoy doing that shit. yeah they could have been there very willingly and then after the fact they're like oh fuck i didn't know he was like serious Yeah, yeah, I want out. And that's why they got out. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm just saying that my price is a lot higher. (laughs) Your price is a lot higher. So is mine. I don't know that there is any dollar amount that would get me to do that. Because I enjoy my freedom. Same. Same. And I have a bit of a fucking sass mouth on me. And I don't really want to get hit for it. So, (laughs) indeed. (laughs) Okay, so they said that on more than one occasion, Aubrey had talked about his desire to torture and kill someone. Ugh. So that the women could become real witches and could gain powers. Oh, cuz you got to kill someone to get powers, right? Exactly, exactly. Right. Okay, Makes so I'm sense. sure this is where the women are like, okay, hold up. He's a little intense. I yeah. thought I was getting into a different deal here. Like I'm down um, for role playing for a while, but like I don't really think that it's real. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to kill somebody. Shit, yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh one of the women testified that the plan was to record a murder, like to murder someone on camera while Mm-mm. having sex and Mm-mm. sell the video for a million dollars. Jesus. So a snuff film. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's an antique snuff film dealer? Yep. <laughs> yep. Jesus. He's got a pretty big role. I guess. Ugh, okay. Also, they said that Aubrey obviously liked to inflict pain during sex. Yeah. He kind of seems like that kind of guy. That's not shocking. That's not the most no, shocking thing at all. you've said. No, no. <laughs> that's why that's obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so the prosecution's argument is that Sydney is a victim of this elaborate plan. Mm-hmm. They lured her in to make this film, and they made it, and then they killed her, and that's what happened here. Yeah. So there's no clear evidence if Sydney was offered a role in this, like, sugar daddy witch clan. (laughs) Or if she was just going to be used as the fucking sacrifice for more power. Exactly. Or that she agreed to participate in some, any kind of, like, fucking dangerous sex acts. There's no evidence that she knew anything about that. Yeah. Well, and she was like, it's just us, right? Like, I don't want your whole goddamn coven there. Yeah, that makes me think that she did not agree to it, if anything. Like, maybe it got propositioned to her, and she was like, nah, I just want it to be us. And then Bailey was like, hey, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's cool. Yeah, we could just be us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she's like, ah, fuck. She can just be for the sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, we'll just use her for that. Oh, my God, that's awful. Okay, so Aubrey testifies and says, that's not what had happened. (laughs) All right, what had happened, though? He said that Sydney was down on her luck in terms of money and that aubrey offered her a deal that if she agreed to willingly participate in a staged sexual fantasy with two other women then aubrey would pay her $5000 oh okay i mean okay. it's much more alluring than $200 <laughs> yeah yeah 5000 for sure i mean but she doesn't know she's the sacrifice well yeah but it's staged yeah he just said a sexual act Got it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so as it turns out, the sexual fantasy was actually proposed by two other women, supposedly Aubrey's clients. Because remember, he had this side gig. Oh, yeah. So he's saying, I had two clients come forward and say that they wanted to participate in some sexual fantasy, and I paid Aubrey $5,000 to be a part of it, and these two women paid me $15,000 to make this fantasy happen. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was just a job for Aubrey. Yeah. Okay, so Sydney allegedly accepted the offer, and Aubrey said that it was agreed that the act would involve rough sex, but that what had happened was the rough sex went too far. Okay, and they didn't have a fucking safe word or something? Right? Okay, if you're gonna do this shit, you better be fucking safe about it. Right? Everybody's gotta agree, and you gotta have a fucking plan. Be responsible, man. Yeah, and also maybe don't kill. Like, you can tell. You can tell. Exactly. Like, oh, she's really into this. Her eyes rolled back oh, in her head. Now she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, just fucking Jesus. chill out. Or if you don't, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he says that he, what had happened was he had ended up choking her with an extension cord. Nope. Mm-mm. For too long, one too many times. Oh, so Lord. So this act evidently involved a an extension cord and that she died from asphyxiation. Oh, I hate it. I know. That sounds funny fucking terrifying also too many times that means that yeah. she was either close to dead or like passed out probably a couple of times and it, like take it off bring her back pass out oh my again. god oh my god oh my god that's what i'm yeah. assuming because like too many yeah. times is like oh and then the last time was just too much for her. oh my god that's so fucked up mm. yeah and if you're like disoriented there's no fucking safe word yeah exactly if you're choking at someone till they pass out a couple of times i'm assuming it's till they pass out A couple of times that person is no longer, like, in their right fucking facilities to be like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And you have to be the responsible one and recognize that shit. You have to be the responsible one and be like, I mean, once is enough. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that was a close call back there. (laughs) You didn't look like you took to that very well. (laughs) Yeah. On account of you fucking passed out. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. He always maintained that Sydney had consented to participate in this act and that he had never forced her. Mm Mm-hmm. He also said that there was another woman who was a prostitute who was supposed to participate in Sydney's place, like he was going to hire her, but she backed out. And so that's why he suggested the offer to Sydney. Okay. So he never intended for her to be involved in this. Oh, no. Yeah. That wasn't my intention all along. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after Sydney had been strangled, Aubrey said that he fucking drained her body of the blood mm-hmm. and, quote, soul how do you get that out? Is there a tool? I don't fucking no. What did they buy at Home Depot? <laughs> yeah, what are those tools? Do you have a soul extractor? <laughs> I prefer automatic. Yeah, those manual ones seem to get gummed up pretty well. <laughs> I'll Seven. Oh my God. Bin Four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he fucking drained her body of her blood and soul, and then he placed the blood in a location that law enforcement had not yet found. Okay. And that's why when he chopped her up, using a fine-toothed handsaw, by the way, is how he chopped up her body, Mm. there wasn't a big bloody crime scene left alone, or left behind in their apartment. Okay. Because he drained her body first. Okay, so the police are like, okay, hold the fuck up. If that's what you did, where is all this blood that you're talking about? Yeah. And... Aubrey basically said, I'm not going to make anything in this investigation easy for you. Like, I'm telling you my side of the story, but if you can't find it on your own, I'm not going to tell it for you. And he wouldn't even tell the police the name of the two other women that supposedly partook in the sex activity. Mm-hmm. And um, he was claiming that he was protecting the identity of his clients. What a fucking douche yeah yeah like if you really felt bad that you accidentally murdered someone you'd be like you'd be like here's all my fucking information man like this was total accident yeah let me try to get the lessest sentencing i could you'd participate like right i I would i'd be like these are all the people i don't fucking know yada yada yada. they could say that i was freaking out yeah but like that it was you don't accidentally kill someone and then drain their blood (laughs) and their soul don't forget the soul yeah yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. If he would have left that in there, it'd be different. But. Yeah. Yeah. But the soul? Oh. Yeah. That's a violation. Yeah. Super violation. So he claimed that based on his belief system, once Sydney was cut up in everything, everyone had to leave something behind that they liked with the body parts. And that this mm-hmm. was like a form of an apology for killing her. Okay. And one of the items left behind was a sex toy. Now, I don't know if it was, like, left with her remains in the bags or what, but evidently one of the items that somebody was like, this is my most beloved (laughs) possession in this world was a sex toy. Okay. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to sacrifice my most favorite fucking dildo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they then placed, well, they, Aubrey is saying, he then placed her remains in six black trash bags and scattered them on some country roads near Edgar, Nebraska, right? Like I was saying. Yeah. And I'm assuming those black bags and the saw were the items that were seen in the Home Depot's CCTV footage. Like okay. nothing ever comes out and says what they purchased there, but I'm guessing that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. The saw, the black bags, and the sole extractor. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the manual one. Uh-huh. I'm sure the the automatic one was probably too expensive and too loud. Everybody would know what he was doing in that apartment. Yeah. And you're only going to use it once. Like, exactly. Really. Yeah. Just get yeah. the manual one. Now, Aubrey testifies that Sydney's remains were scattered in a certain way along the roads and ditches because, in his beliefs, like his little belief system he's got going here, mm-hmm. this placement of the body parts would speed up her incarnation. Uh, Reincarnation? I don't yeah, know. Incarnation. That was- <laughs> That was my question. I was like, is reincarnation different than incarnation? I don't know. But the article I read said incarnation. All right. <laughs> so mean- her, her first carnation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Okay, so he also said that those roads that he chose uh, were done so specifically because there was a cemetery nearby that was a very special place in his fucking beliefs. Okay. So it was like sacred lands. Mm -hmm. And if I scatter her a certain way, she will be incarnated. (laughs) Okay. With all of my sex toys and my most prized possessions. Got it. Yeah, I'll get a golden dildo back. (laughs) The agents that recovered Sydney's remains, they were like those bags were literally just tossed in ditches. Like somebody drove by and was just chucking them out the window. They were not ceremonially placed anywhere. There was no meaning behind it. This guy is just fucking blowing smoke. Yeah. He's just trying to get away with fucking it's my religion go easy on me now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Aubrey also claimed that Bailey was innocent of the actual murder of Sydney because she wasn't even present when she died, but that he did force her to help him cut up Sydney's body. So that's why her DNA might be present or whatever, but that she didn't actually do the murdering. Okay. So he's like trying to protect her in some way. And maybe it's right. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, she's still kind of a bitch back there for like luring. Yeah. For facilitating this. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was probably Aubrey who was texting, still. Like, yeah. She set up the fucking Tinder account. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking maybe if this guy was like known to be sort of like controlling and abusive, that maybe she was forced. But it also kind of sounds like she might have been going along with the deal. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, it sounds like she's definitely his bottom bitch. Like, She's the one that is kind of helping him along because all the other women even said that they had to obey whatever Aubrey and Bailey said. Yeah. So that Mm -hmm, makes me think mm -hmm. that she's more involved or has more power than at least the rest of the girls. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. Okay. So he's like, she's fucking innocent. I did the murdering. Mm -hmm. He was so adamant about Bailey's innocence that at some point during the trial, he stood up and he said, quote, Bailey is innocent, and I curse you all. Oh fuck! <laughs> Not a curse. And then he slit his own throat <gasps> with a fucking razor blade. What? Several times. <gasps> yes, on no. the right side <gasps> of his fucking neck. He was just like ta 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 ta. Oh my god! I curse you all. Ta 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 ta. Uh, how yeah. fucking horrified would you have been if you were the jury? oh my god okay so there's video they had cameras in the courtroom but the cameras weren't pointed at him they were pointed at the judge and the judge is like starting the fucking trial for the day you know like or it's back from recess or some shit yeah. and she's just like oh like straightening her fucking paperwork like all right everybody thank you so much for joining us today and then you just hear mumbling like fucking bailey is innocent and i curse you all and then everybody gasps And you see the judge look over at him. So she obviously sees him, like, slashing his throat. And she just kind of looks, like, disappointed for half a second. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? And then it, like, pans off of her onto him on the ground. Like, everybody tackles him, you know? Oh, my god. Just disappointed. Yeah, her reaction is the best. Because it's not shocked. Or it's not, like, a visible, like, what the fuck? It's just, like, god damn it. (laughs) fucking this again? (laughs) Okay, so he slits his throat a bunch of times on the right side and all the fucking reports that i was reading was like uh he wasn't responsive and he was gray and being carried out on a gurney with shit on his neck but fucking bro lives all right okay not that it really matters how pissed would you be if you were sitting to his right like one row back and he's just fucking spraying arterial blood at you or whatever oh my god blood (laughs) dude that ju- that old jug <laughs> yeah I'd be pissed oh I'd be so like, mad not on my court clothes that's what I was just thinking like these are my only nice clothes you dick <laughs> oh my god now I got your okay, fucking so- curse sacrifice blood sacrifice on me Mm-mm. asshole mm-hmm. okay so this little outburst did nothing for his case because he lived like I said and the jury found his ass super fucking guilty within three hours of deliberating so they were like bro did it yeah well they were probably like yeah he seems fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> right he kind of seems oh a God. little impulsive <laughs> yeah a little not so back there yeah. so I didn't really mention all the timelines around here because all I really mentioned was that the crime took place in 2017 but like investigation and shit was going on in 2018 and then all the shit with fucking coleslaw over here slitting his throat <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was in 2019 And so he still hasn't been sentenced yet. What? And he's to be sentenced in June of this year. So he's either going to get life in prison or the death penalty. So we don't know what he gets yet, right? That's June of this year, which is like next month. Yeah, April, May, June. Unless the fucking coronavirus either A, kills him or B, pushes it back. Probably is going to do that. Or both, hopefully. Yeah, you never know. Okay, so now Bailey's trial, there's no detail on it and I'll tell you why because she hasn't been tried yet mm, okay there was like i guess a fucking medical emergency in her family so her trial was pushed back until september of 2020 which i didn't know that you could just be like hold up i have a medical emergency can we not go through this court case right no. now like i didn't know that was an option no fuck that you're no especially if it's a family medical emergency i'd be like hey guess what you fucking lost your rights to your family's medical needs like you don't get to go hang out with them or see them or do whatever yeah but you're innocent until proven guilty Mmm, cutting me in the <laughs> core here. <laughs> I disagree. I mean I agree that you're innocent until proven guilty. However, if there's enough evidence that probably some nefarious shit happened around you, like I'm sorry, there's a fucking trial that has to happen. Yeah, I agree a trial, but you know No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> I hate it. Anyway, so it's pushed back until September of this year, which again, I'm sure coronavirus is going to push it back further. So I'm not sure what her whole stance is on like her defense or anything, because obviously she's not going to talk about it because it hasn't been taken to court. Yeah. So we will just have to see what happens there. But she's being charged with first degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and improper disposal of a human body or human remains, which is also what Aubrey got charged with. Yeah. Improper disposal of a soul. Yeah, yeah, and you used a manual extractor. (laughs) That's not regulation. Oh God. Ugh. God damn. Anyway, so that's my story. That's a fucking doozy. Yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. It's fucking had everything. It had sex. It had antiques. It had witches. (laughs) (laughs) It did coven. It had secret coven fantasies. It had nefarious acts. Man, I'm just mad that I couldn't find anything on Sydney. Like there was nothing. Yeah, maybe because it's so new and fresh, and like the trial's still going on, and maybe her family's like not talking to media and shit. But like, I don't know anything about her. Other than it sounds like she smoked pot. Yeah, so she sounds chill. Yeah, she sounds like a good time. She was looking for a significant other. Yeah, (laughs) she's just looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah. God damn, that sucks. So be careful out there on Tinder, peeps. Yeah, don't get fucking taken into a coven and sacrificed. Yeah, oh, I'll be so mad if that happens. I know, right? So I will put that video of the courtroom outburst oh. on our website. Yes, I want to see it. Oh, pay attention to that judge, man. It's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty excited to see it, actually. You should be. All right, well, on that note, if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to our cases, go to isgdpodcast.com. <laughs> and you can also get links to our merchandise and our Patreon Which another one comes out yesterday. Yeah, it does. And on it, we kind of mentioned that we're talking about trying to add some shit to our Patreon. So there might be another tier coming at you soon. Yeah, with hopefully some live video things of Uh possibly all the episodes, which means that you guys would get them raw and early. Boom! Indubitably, yeah, that'd be fun, right? Yeah. Except for we might have to wait fucking at least two weeks compared to what we were thinking about because you got fucking exposure over there. Yeah, possibly it could have been exposure to fucking allergies. We just don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only time <laughs> only will time tell. will tell if we're all gonna die or not. Ah, uh, okay. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ISGD Podcast. Come join the goddamn pod group. Nailed it on Facebook. It's so fun, and we're all so nice there. I mean, at least Come we Come join are. us. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. I owe some people some responses, and I deeply apologize. It's taking me forever. Yeah. You can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Beautiful. Is that all the things? I think so. Crushing it! Yup. All right, on that note, later, coleslaw's. see you later coleslaw (laughs) and if you're all caught up on our podcast stay tuned for a promo from always time for true crime hey guys this is julia from always time for true crime every week i get into a new case about murder missing persons and serial killers my podcast is all about the lesser known cases, so if you're looking for something beyond Ted Bundy or John Wayne Ramsey, head on over to Always Time for True Crime for some new true crime stories. You can listen to Always Time for True Crime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, and more.